we knew coming in, you can't take penalties against these guys, and we were taking them. So I think there was some frustration that on the guys' part and, and mine, you know, that you know they they were penalties, but there was was definitely some the other way they were getting let go. I think that's where the, where the frustration was happening. You can't take the penalties, no matter if you know you're getting calls or not. You just can't can't take the risk. I guess is the best way to put it. Brad, can you at least take away the fact that you, you scored some gold on Vasilevsky and maybe found some things that work against them? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I, I think uh, that was an opportunity where maybe he wasn't his sharpest and we needed to – we scored four on him. You know, we needed, we needed to win that game. You know, he's probably not going to let four in again. So, you know, that, I, I just think, again, at the end of the day, you know, we weren't sharp and then we got going. We had, we had some good momentum and we, the penalties killed us. You know, I didn't like the Martin penalty. I don't, I don't really don't know what else he's supposed to do there. You know, that's pretty clean hit, really. I mean, he just unbrubs the guy. I don't know. But that led to a goal. And then the momentum just – and then we piled on with some penalties that were penalties for sure. That's the game in a nutshell. We can cut it any way, other way you want it. Can't take six penalties. And, you know, that's, that's what happened. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us after a frustrating Hurricanes 6-4 loss in Game 4 in Tampa Bay. And the Lightning now lead this series three games to one. They will come back to Raleigh for game five in front of what I would imagine will be 16,000, maybe more, rabid, crazy, hungry, goofy Hurricanes fans uh, because it may be the last game of the season. We're going to get into what happened today, but first let me remind you that we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Online, AluminumCompany.com. Free no obligation estimate there. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors. They have it all. Great staff as well. All right, we're going to... This boils down to... Three things, two of them are related. Hurricanes were fine. They weren't awesome, but they also weren't terrible. Uh, Didn't like the third period. I thought Carolina was, uh, I don't know, listless, uh, choked off by Tampa. They, I think, 15 minutes in, Carolina had six shot attempts in the entire period. Uh, They didn't get the first goal. Tampa got the first goal in the third period. But I don't think the third period really mattered in this game. We will talk about the first, we will talk about the second, the third period to me was window dressing. Uh, and to me, the three things that jump out at me in this game, uh, maybe a fourth, but uh, let's, let's start with three. One stupid penalties, stupid, unnecessary penalties Two, Peter Morazic didn't play well. Great first period. He was awesome in the first. From that point on, not Peter's best. I wonder if he was a little bit unnerved by the second goal because I believe that that was the first sign that Peter was not on top of it anymore. And if the uh, the third point is just that Tampa's power play is just too damn good. You can't give him chances, which 
leads back to the first point of penalties, which is you can't take stupid penalties. And I know what Rod Brindamore said after the game, and you heard it at the front there before we started. Did Tampa take some penalties too? I mean, I guess. We know that Sergachev should have gone off for cross-checking after Svechnikov took his worst penalty of the game. I actually didn't really mean... The first two didn't hurt him, uh, but to me, they weren't egregious penalties. One, I don't even, I mean, it was just an unfortunate trip with his stick because he was on the ice. He was down on the ice. Anyway, it's an unnecessary penalty to take late in the third, late in the second period uh, because it was an obvious penalty. I mean, why anybody would debate it is beyond me. Up high on Yanni Gord. We'll talk about it. So you can't take penalties because that power play is redonkulous. We can make up all the words. Uh, just absolutely, you cannot stop it. You you only stop it when they they just misfire. Heck, one of their uh, one of the penalty kills that Carolina had, Kucherov whist, whiffed on a goal. It was it's an easy goal. He just whiffed on it. They're I don't know how they never they they ever not score. To be perfectly honest, you got Stamkos and Kucherov on opposite sides. Hedman uh, is the biggest human being uh, this side of Zdeno Chara. He always keeps the puck in. Braden Point in the bumper is just awesome. Alex Kalorn is one of those players that you desperately want on your team all the time. I mean, he's essentially uh, a a second liner or a third liner, but he's, he's great. It's like in a diff- he's a different style player of a of Boston's David Krejci. Krejci is he's a second line center, but he's freaking elite. And to me, that's what Alex Kalorn is. Gosh, I love Kalorn as a player. Love him as a player. I know uh, Trip Tracy is uh, is tight with uh, with Alex Kalorn. He's been on the Dig In podcast with Trip Tracy. So. That power play is lethal. Everybody knows it. It's the only reason why Carolina didn't win the game in regulation, win game two in regulation, because up 2-0, decided, oh, let's take some penalties, took penalties, Tampa's tied it at two, and then Carolina needs overtime to win it. Well, I mean, the only reason they won, I mean, Peter Morazic stole game three. So you can't take penalties, and they took penalties. I mean, that's really, that's it. Um, and then there were some guys that didn't play well today. And when you are missing Nino Niederreiter and Vincent Trocek, and I'm not trying to make Nino Niederreiter out to be a game-breaking player. Uh, Nino hasn't been that great in the postseason. Uh, But you're missing 37 goals with those two guys. Warren Fogle played today. I mean, he played. Um, It looked to me like he was a one-handed player. Uh, Who knows if uh, he was braced up after the hit by Chernak that sent him off the ice in the second period uh, and ultimately left him out for the game in the third. So, But he looked to me like a one-handed player. And a one-handed Warren Fogle isn't good enough to be in your lineup, honestly. I think Max McCormick is probably better than one-handed Warren Fogle. But they dressed Fogle, and Fogle was on the ice, and he played, and uh, he was relatively ineffective, um, but he wasn't the only one who was relatively ineffective. With all of their personnel issues, 
They need their best players, and there's a lot of good players on this team. They need their best players to all play well. Didn't get that out of Martin Natchez today. Didn't get that out of Dougie Hamilton today. Just didn't. Aho Teravainen, and Svechnikov. Look, I know Svechnikov, you're going to look at the three penalties and say Svechnikov played a poor game. I don't think anybody played a good third period. But for two periods, I thought Andre was good. I thought he was really good. I thought the Dougie Hamilton goal should have been credited to Andre Svechnikov because he did all the work. That line was really heavy below the goal line and in front of the net and maintained possession of the puck, and it comes out to Hamilton, and it was a great shot by Dougie. I'm not taking that away, but the only reason that puck goes in is because Andre Vasilevsky never saw it because Andre Svechnikov was in his kitchen. So Dougie Hamilton, not good for me. Martin Natchez, not good for me. Warren Fogle, one-handed. And then the parade to the penalty box. What are we? What's going on? Can't do that. And then Peter Morazic doesn't play well. After the first period, which he was great. And two things can be true here. Getting pushback from like, but I thought you said Morazic played great. Yes, in the first period, played great. Second period, not so much. I would have been okay with Alex Nedeljkovic starting the third. But we know this about Rod Brindamore. He hates pulling his goaltender. Hates it. I thought there were three goals that should have been handled by Morazic. And we'll go through uh, we'll go through them because there's it's worth talking about. Let's quickly talk about the first period. Um, Tampa was, they were probably the better team on Thursday night in game three. But you can make the argument that Carolina was better in game one, didn't win it. So we're even. And I thought game two was a pretty even Steven game that Carolina just lost. But the first period tonight, it was all Tampa. 100% Tampa. Peter Morazic was great. But what a weird start to the game. You had Fogel and Coleman before the faceoff, before the opening faceoff, jostling for position. Uh, It's sort of like uh, two kids in the sandbox fighting for the same bench. So they draw unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, and it's four-on-four hockey to start. And then Brady Shea, high sticks... Nikita Kucherov, and skates right to the bench because we all saw it. Brady Shea high-sticked Nikita Kucherov. I mean, didn't get him in the face like Kucherov uh, pretended. And by the way, Tampa does as much pretending as Nashville does. They did. We got it it twice, at least twice tonight. Uh, So Kucherov uh, went to the ice because I believe he, he thought his nose was sliced off with the shaft of Shea's stick. Um, but he did get, Shea did get him in the face shield because you saw what happened to the helmet. The helmet was pulled off his head just about. So Kucherov goes down to the ice. Neither referee called the penalty. The linesman, because it looked like Kucherov was, uh, was hurt, obviously he wasn't. But, so the linesman blows the whistle and calls the penalty. So Shea goes to the box. And then they explain to John Cooper that, yeah, neither of us saw the penalty. 
the linesman and the rule apparently is that the, only the linesman can call it if the if the linesman call it calls it it has to be because of an injury there wasn't an injury therefore the penalty is waived off but it should have been a penalty and then Jordan Stahl got a got a uh, the puck came off the boards and uh, made its way into Jordan's pants so that this all happened in like the first three minutes three and a half minutes. We got matching minors before the game starts. A high stick that was recalled, as I said on Twitter, uh, like romaine lettuce. And then uh, the puck goes down Jordan Stahl's pants. All in the first three and a half minutes. Little did we know what was about to happen in the game. By the way, in the uh, first period, 14-6 scoring chances in favor of Tampa. 5-2 high danger chances. I uh, believe that was at 5-on-5, uh, five five too. Tampa was dominant. Carolina was a mess. Two power plays for the Lightning. Neither scored. It is possible. It is possible that you can stop a Tampa power play. Yeah, I already said. I told you why. Carolina was good on the first power play. On the you know their first penalty kill was excellent. They got lucky maybe a couple of times on the second one. I think even Braden Point uh, shoveled one wide. It might have also been on the second uh, power play, uh, but. The third penalty kill was their best one. Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, and then the first goal happens. And it happens because Carolina lost essentially one battle, then failed to clear the puck, and then one guy goes on walkabout. And it was all Dougie. It was a bad shift for Dougie Hamilton. Everybody has bad shifts, so this is not Dougie cost the cost the Hurricanes the game, but uh, it was a, a play along the wall that Hamilton was first to the puck, but he misplayed it. Then he lost the puck to Anthony Sorelli, so now Sorelli's behind him, but Carolina recovers, and Hamilton has a chance to get it out. He tries to punch it out. It goes over the stick of Andrei Svechnikov, uh, look, if you want to blame Svechnikov for not getting his stick on the puck, okay, that I'm not going to argue with that because I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't tell if the puck just jumped his stick or what. But ultimately, it was Hamilton failing to get the puck out, and then Hamilton just kind of stayed there in the middle of the ice. Slavin had one uh, one player, and then went to get another leaving, hey, Dougie, why don't you get this guy? And Dougie just, it was, and it happened to be Braden Point, and Dougie just didn't take the handoff. So Braden Point went to the back of the, back of the crease, and uh, who was it? Was it Sorelli's pass? No, it was Chernak's pass. It was a shot pass. Uh, Chernak's pass to Point on the back door. Easy tap-in goal, one nothing. Uh, but here's the play. Sorelli will throw the puck out in front looking for Pilat. A little too far for Palat, and Carolina tries a clear camp. Chernak keeps it in, throws it out in front, they score. Braden Point alone on the doorstep, and Tampa Bay strikes first in the first team in this series to score in the first period. It's 1-0 Lightning with 5.36 to go in the first. Yeah, that was uh, was an unfortunate goal. Uh, not an unfortunate goal. Is It was unfortunate how Carolina allowed it. So it's 1-0 after one, and frankly... Lucky, 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 lucky. You got dominated at five on five. You gave up two power plays. 
Tampa didn't score on either power play. Peter Morazic was great. Thank your lucky stars. You get to the second intermission, and it's it's only one nothing. And then the second period happened, and you go, wow, what's this? First of all, Carolina does take an early penalty. That's because that's apparently what they do. Uh, but Carolina takes an early penalty in the second period. Svechnikov for tripping. Uh, I really didn't think that it was so much his fault other than he happened to be down on the ice, kind of sprawled out, and the, his stick, which you're responsible for your stick. Uh, but I didn't think this was an egregious penalty, but it was, uh, I believe it was an offensive zone penalty. So you're, uh, you're in the box, but Carolina, this was their best kill of the night or of the afternoon. Carolina killed it off, and they looked great doing it. And sometimes, sometimes you get momentum from your penalty kill, and that's what happened. Jordan Stahl. He'll leave it there for Svechnikov. Svechnikov, down low to Stahl. Out front, they score! Tavo Teravainen on a brilliant feed from Jordan Stahl below the goal line. And the Canes have it tied at one in the second period on Tavo Teravainen's first of this postseason. I think it was the first shift after Carolina killed the penalty. And you notice Ajo wasn't out there because Ajo had helped kill off the, the final stages of that penalty. So he goes to the bench. You've got Stahl out there with Svechnikov and Teravainen. Uh, super pass from behind the goal from Stahl to Teravainen in the slot. And boom, it's 1-1. And then, because why wait, the second goal came fast. Kept in at the right point by Hamilton. His shot deflects off a body. Martinuk will get to it. Across for Slavin to deflect it out in front. The score! Jesper Faust gives Carolina the lead. And in a blink of an eye, you can say lightning has struck Tampa Bay. The Canes go up 2-1. 39 seconds after Teravainen made it 1-1, Faust makes it 2-1. And that was a good, hard-working, four-checking goal. You know, it was Faust, Martinook, and McGinn. That's the third line. It's really one of Carolina's two fourth lines. That's the third line, and they did a great job of just applying pressure. The puck comes out to Slavin. Slavin gets, you know, uh, basically even with the top of the circle, maybe just below it, closer to the wall, and he just flings it in front. Uh, it's deflected on the way through. It gets to Vasilevsky's pad. Uh, it pops out. Jesper Faust uh, causing trouble in front. Just sweeps it in. It's 2-1 Carolina. And it's just that easy. And then the first of the questionable power plays or penalties happens. So Carolina was still good after that. After the um, Foss goal to make it 2-1. They actually had a power play, I think, to make it... I think they had a power play try to make it 3-1, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just confirm that. Yes, Tampa took a penalty uh, just a little bit after Faust made it 2-1. David Savard tripped Warren Fogle. Uh, and then Carolina did not do anything with that power play. And then Jordan Martinuk, I think, got up high on Jan Ruda uh, in the offensive zone. It was after a good shift as well. I thought that line was very good. Uh, tonight and Martinuk, to me, an unnecessary penalty. I heard Rod Brindamore after the game said he didn't think that was a penalty. Here's my uh, here's my point. 
I do think that, first of all, they called it boarding. I don't even understand how you get boarding on that. Uh, to me, if it's anything, it's elbowing. Because I think that Martinuk got his elbow up. I also think that it wasn't in the chest. I kind of think it was high. I kind of, and like, I don't, I don't know that Martinuk left his feet, but I think it was, it almost looked like it was a hit to the side of the head. Uh, and again, it's pretty close. And to watch this, even when you slow it down, it's hard to tell. I, I do think, however, it is possible that there was no contact. Uh, I mean, it was, it was that hard to tell. It is possible that there was no contact. But, of course, Ruta went to the ice as though he was, like, permanently injured. I am curious because he went down to the ice with what looked like a high hit why there was no concussion protocol to take him to the dressing room. Just saying, he stayed on the bench, he was fine. None the worse for wear. Again, I think that Martinuk, it was unnecessary to do that. You could have just finished your check low. Uh, again, I also don't understand how you get boarding out of that. That was, I mean, I think Martinuk was in front of him. So, I again, not even sure uh, why that's a boarding call. Uh, and if we are to... Uh, believe that the boarding call uh, that one of the referees saw boarding, then Rod Brindamore's right. That shouldn't have been a penalty. Uh, But I think elbowing would have been the proper call there. It was that penalty that led to the Steven Stamkos power play goal that tied it at two. Uh, To me, this is where it really unraveled for Mrazek. Uh, And again, Stamkos, it's an elite power play. They're going to get theirs. Um... But it was a sh- kind of a scramble in front. Remember, Tampa hasn't been great on the power play so far, and they still weren't to this point. But uh, a scramble in front, Brady Shade deflects the puck. It kind of floats out towards uh, the high slot, and Braden Point uh, kind of chops at it, and it flutters at Mrazek. But Mrazek had probably, oh, I don't know, 15 feet from where Point let go, let the shot go. And it just floated, and Mrazek couldn't handle it. It bounces off his chest protector, uh, falls out of his glove, and as soon as he couldn't handle that puck, it was hack and whack time, as our friend John Forsland likes to say. And ultimately, Point had the first shot. Alex Kalorn had the second, which hit off the crossbar. It actually, to me, it looked like it went in, uh, but it hit off the bottom of the crossbar and bounced right to Steven Stamkos, and he buried it, and it's 2-2. But the Canes are relentless, they're resilient, they're resplendent. I don't know, there's something that starts with an R. And they just continued playing because their second period, the first part of the second period, was absolutely awesome. They were so good. Less than a minute later. In fact, it was, I think, 41 seconds later, the SAT line was doing awesome work behind and in front of the Tampa goal and Dougie Hamilton can't. The pressure here in on Vasilevsky escapes the cough as Hamilton forced it there. And now the feed to Sebastian Ajo. To Dougie Hamilton. A rescue score! 3-2 Carolina! Great goal. Great shot from Dougie. But all that work. Svechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, relentless energy. 
persistence behind and in front of Vasilevsky really created the opportunity. Uh, it was a harmless shot otherwise. Svechnikov doing incredible work in front of uh, the Tampa goal, and Vasilevsky never saw the shot. And it's 3-2 Canes after the deflating you know, power play goal by Tampa. You're back up, and then two minutes later, Jacob Slavin goes uh, Vasilevsky hunting from a sharp angle. Geeky and Sorelli behind the net. The puck will come out to Lorenz. He'll come up with a steal. Leave it back at the point for Paquette. Paquette sends it down low. They score! Jacob Slavin from a sharp angle picks the corner on Vasilevsky. And the Canes have broken this one open. Four goals in the second period. It's a 4-2 Hurricanes lead. Yeah, about breaking it open. 4-2 isn't breaking it open on Tampa. I'm uh, sorry about that, Mike. It didn't work out that way. Um, but that was a bad goal to allow by by Vasilevsky. Um, uh, oh, you could say it what you want. If you want to, I think it was a bad goal for Vasilevsky to allow. He's going to look at the video and say, "How did I allow that?" It went off the post. Off. It looked like the side of his mask and in. Unlucky. Bad goal. I don't care. Uh, it's four two Carolina, right? They don't care when. Uh, Carolina's goaltender lets in a bad goal. They didn't care that Alex Adelkovich let in a bad goal in game one that ultimately won the game. It's 4-2 Carolina, and all you got to do, stay out of the box. Stay out of the penalty box. You were killing them at 5-on-5 in the period. Carolina was so much better. They had all sorts of energy and momentum in the period. And then Jake Bean, for whatever reason, decides he's going to hold Blake Coleman at the blue line. And you could hear the Jaws theme in the background. Pass up high to him, bringing it to Stamkos. And off the heel of the stick, that ends up going wide. Now it's at least It's a one-goal game again. Bad goal. Uh, and this is why I say it's a bad goal. Uh, it's I know it's Kucherov. Uh, I know he's at the top of the circle, but nobody was between Kucherov and Morazic. And this is the playoffs. Your team has taken penalties. You got to come up with a save. So we can call it a bad goal. We can call it a goal that you want Morazic to get. I don't care how you term it. Canes needed a save from Morazic there. Didn't get it. But, Jake Bean, what are you doing? So it's 4-3. Tampa hasn't scored a 5-on-5 goal in the second period, but that all changed when Tyler Johnson got loose. The Lightning with Victor Hedman. Ahead now off of Maroon to Colton. So Dougie Hamilton tried to block the shot by Johnson. It was a good, uh, you know, outlet pass from Hedman uh, to Maroon to Colton. Uh, and then Colton feeds it across to Johnson. Johnson didn't even skate in that uh, that far. He just took a shot, used Hamilton as a screen. And it looked like the shot might have uh, hit the like the shorts of Hamilton. And it started to knuckle a little bit. It was under him. It hit the bottom of him, it looked like. And uh, Mrazek either lost sight of it or what? I don't. It, to me, it's it's a goal that I think Peter wants to have. 
I mean, you want to get all of them, but I think when you look at the film, Peter's like, eh, maybe I should have had that one too. I don't know. It was questionable. Um, but there you go. So it's now 4-4. <laughs> Good feeling gone. And then Svechnikov ruined his game. Ruined it. Remember, I've said this before. Andre was playing well. I think his best game of the postseason. And then you commit a penalty behind the net on Yanni Gord. Don't talk to me about it. It wasn't a penalty. It was absolutely a penalty. He comes in high on a player who's only about 5'9 to begin with. I don't know how tall Yanni Gord is, but he's not that big. He comes in high. It's an easy penalty. Now, we can sit here all day long, and you're right, And I, because I, I mentioned it initially. You have to call the cross-check on Mikhail Sergachev. Sergachev cross-checked Ajo, Ajo after the whistle, right in front of the referees. It's criminal that they don't call that. So, let's all agree that was a terrible non-call. But, let's also all agree that it was a stupid penalty that Andre took. And then, when you take stupid penalties... These things happen. Back out to the blue line, swept in by Hedman. Now the puck will find its way to Kucherov across to Stamkos, and he scores on a perfect setup by Nikita Kucherov in the third power play goal of the game for the Tampa Bay Lightning, second of the afternoon for Stamkos, and Tampa takes a 5-4 lead. Three power play goals in the game, two power play goals in game three. Stay out of the box. Self-inflicted wounds, killed Carolina today, less than spectacular goaltending in the second and third period, killed Carolina today. And if you're going to be down Trocek and Niederreiter and you have a one-armed Warren Fogle playing, you need more out of your best players. So you need more out of Dougie, you need more out of Martin Natchez. Didn't get it today. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side uh, because, uh, because we have to discuss this more. And I'm going to let him rant a little bit. Or maybe he won't rant. Alec and I haven't really talked uh, since the intermissions. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Alec has to say. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes, Radio Network, Man About Town, Back Porch Musings for Alec. I had my own Back Porch Musings today. It was all about climbing Everest. They did not make it to base camp today. (laughs) Yes, I read that. Uh, I loved it. Um, yes, I am on my back for my back deck, I should say, in uh, beautiful Cary, North Carolina. I have just cracked a trophy wife session IPA. Very nice. Because uh, if the game was drunk and high, then I might as well be too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, it certainly got off to a crazy start. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the first three minutes quite like that. Uh, we have jostling penalties between Coleman and Fogle before we start. Uh, then we have uh, a penalty that was recalled like they recalled Romaine lettuce. Um, and then, I mean, Brady Shea went to the box and he was sitting there. Yeah. He, he was chatting up yeah. the uh, chatting up the NHL guy in the box because it was a penalty. He definitely yeah, that high. Was best, that was the best. Yeah. That was the best part of it. Is even Brady Shea believed he had he had taken a penalty. I mean, because he did. I mean, his stick got yeah. Kucherov's the visor, 
Um, yeah. And it almost yeah. pulled the helmet off his, uh, off he, his head. He, he, was, he was like, no, 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 ref, ref. That was a penalty. <laughs> I should be in the box. <laughs> oh, gosh, it was great. Um, we're going to talk about Which is funny. It's right. funny. It's funny just given the way the game ended up playing out that um, that wasn't a penalty. Uh, and I'm not 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 a referendum. I'm like I'm not saying that the the, the ones that Car- the Carolina took in the game weren't penalties, but just the fact that it kind of turned into a penalty fest. Yeah, and a super obvious one at the beginning of the game turned out not to be a penalty. Gosh! So it- if you were if you were going to base the rest of the game on that, you never would have guessed what was going to happen next. <laughs> Uh, what happened next was the puck got lost in Jordan Stahl's shorts, uh, yeah. and that was the first three minutes of the game. Um, yeah. All right, I to me, I, this this game was about four P's for me. Mm. It was a yeah. It's just funny how it worked out. Penalties, Tampa's power play, which these are obviously related. So those two P's. You count two P's for power play there. Oh, then it's five P's. And there's a and there's a P in Tampa. Um, there you go. You have penalties, power play, Peter, and passengers, and there mm. were and there were too many of them today. Yeah. Um, should we just? What's your favorite kind of P? No oh, peas. Uh, snap peas. I, I no. I like the snap peas absolutely, and I eat them raw. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need to cook them. I eat them raw. I think peas are underrated. I just like your traditional uh, your traditional pea. I don't know what those are. Early but, uh, peas. What they're, is that what they're called? I don't know. I like an I like a good early pea. Yeah. You know, ooh, when yeah, when you good. get to my age, when you get to my age, you like a good early pea. Um. All right. So where, where do you where, you want you want to just go down the list? Penalties. What What did you think? I mean, frankly, I don't remember the Jordan Stahl hooking penalty. So you have to remind me of that one. Right. But all the rest of them, I thought were penalties. I did too. I mean, I really did. Um, some of them were dumb. You know, the, the, the Spechnikov hooking penalty that he had to take to eliminate a scoring chance. Like, I guess we could give somewhat of a pass on that. Yeah. And I give him, um, I give him a pass on the trip too. Cause he was sprawled out on the ice. Yeah. But it was still a penalty. It was. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, he was. He he had sort of gotten knocked down, and um, it was unfortunate, but it was a penalty. Um, you know, to me, it's it's you know, it's not really about the penalties that were called on Carolina. It's about what I think the 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 conversation is more about what wasn't called. And frankly, I don't I don't remember many scenarios in the game where there should have been a penalty that wasn't called. Um, so you'll have to remind me of those too, if there were some, I know, I know of uh, one, that's it. So, but other, other than that, I mean, I really didn't think it was that egregious of a situation to be honest. So I'm, with you. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not real bent out of shape about it. You know, I know that the disparity looks different, but Hey, listen, you know, Carolina had a nine, eight power play advantage coming into today. And now after this game, it's 14-11 in favor of Tampa. So across the series, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. So, I mean, but I'm not the guy in general that really gets hung up on these things either. So I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. Yeah, and 
I think it's not only that you first of all in in the third period the three penalties Carolina took to me were all avoidable penalties. Yeah. The Martinook penalty on Jan Ruda to me unnecessary. Unnecessary penalty. And I know Rod didn't think it was a penalty and I know on He got up high. He got up high. That's what I thought. I don't understand why they call that boarding because he didn't hit uh, Ruda in the back. So I don't know how you get boarding there. So if they call it a boarding penalty, then I'm willing to hear the argument why it's not a penalty because there's nothing boarding about that. I thought, if anything, it was an elbow. Yeah. Right? Uh, I also, yeah. and I'm going to go back to the, the Kucherov, uh, the penalty where Shea... Well, I guess it's not a penalty where Shea high-sticked Kucherov for uh, for free. Um, in that Kucherov went to the ice as though he was dead, like like Shea sliced <laughs> yeah. his nose off. Right. And it's clear that he only got his visor. Um, yeah. And Ruda went to the ice as though he was hurt. Yeah. And then he went to the bench and he was fine. Where's like I I remember the Brady Shea. Uh, hit in Florida, and you you were probably right when you argued where's concussion protocol, right? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Right. My only argument to that was Shea finished the shift without a problem, but in the game right. the other night, Brett Pesci left the game at the end of the first period, and they took him back to the locker room because they thought he might have suffered a concussion, and they put him through protocol. They didn't do that with Jan Ruda. Right. So right. I think that there were two embellishments there that mm -hmm. Tampa, that Tampa was not called for, which we saw mm -hmm. in the entire series against Nashville. Regardless, Martinuk took a penalty there that he didn't need to take. And that penalty, which came after Carolina made it three two, about four minutes after Carolina made it three two, allowed the Stamkos goal. And we'll get, let's run through the penalties there and then we'll talk about Peter. And then the, um, the Jake Bean holding penalty on Blake Coleman. Dude, it's Blake Coleman at yeah. the blue line. What are you right. doing? Right? Yeah. And to me, that was a penalty. Trip had a problem with that, with that call. <sighs> I didn't really have a problem with it. I, I mean, it clearly, clearly held up. You know, it, it impeded his ability to advance. Um, so I thought it was a penalty. Yeah, I <laughs> did tough, too. Tough game for tough game for Jake Bean, by the way. Very tough game for Jake Bean on the heels of his maybe his best game. Uh, and then Svechnikov on Yanni Gord behind the net with less than Got a minute to go in the period. What 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 is that? Unnecessary. Got a pie on him. You don't have to do that. You could just run into him. Right. And. Uh, the and here this is where the call came in that I didn't think I how do you not call cross checking on Sergachev when he just yeah, cross checks Aho in the back right there to me that's yeah. matching minors yeah how do you not do that I don't so, yeah I mean I, I yeah I don't know I don't know I like there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on especially as it pertains to cross-check, that it's, it's almost like interference in some ways. I mean, I don't know when, you know, some of it's called, some of it's not called. I mean, I, I, I can't get a gauge on that other than, you know, I feel like they were so fixated on the Svechnikov penalty. Did, I mean, 
it almost happened after the whistle. The the Sergachev cross check oh, did it not? It was after the whistle, absolutely yeah, after the so, whistle. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why that's why I don't think they called it. I think they viewed that as like you know post whistle stuff more than anything else. Still, still should have. I mean, yeah. I I think you're right, but it still should have been called. Um, and that period, I don't know if the period ends four four uh, or not. The way Carolina was going, uh, Tampa might have scored anyway. But of course, uh, Kucherov. Uh, no, it was the Stamkos goal that made it 5-4. Um, and their power play is just freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. They don't even need they don't even need to be good on the power play. Uh, that talent is elite, and it well, works really well together. And there you go. Yeah. I mean, there was help, you know, on a couple of those power plays, too. I mean, Peter Morazic. I mean, yeah. catch the puck, dude. On the second the one, puck. right? It's the first Stamkos power yeah. play. Yeah. Catch the puck. And then um, there was another egregious – oh, the, the, the Tyler Johnson goal, but that wasn't a power play goal. Nope. But, uh, yep. you know, the other ones, I mean, he really didn't have much of a chance on. I mean, Stamkos blazes one 10 feet wide of the net and it rims around for Kucherov and he scores. And then the other one was uh, was Stamkos wide open net. Yep, um, he wasn't going to miss that. So there were three goals tonight that Peter had no chance on, and three that I thought he had. Two that I thought were definitely his fault, and one that I thought he had a chance on that he didn't make a play on. And that was the third. That was the third period goal where Bean gets his pocket picked by Oliver at the blue line, and. Um, and uh, I mean Oliver, the theater character, not the uh, not the hockey player. <laughs> um, I, I, I made reference to the song on Twitter, but no one gets it. I, I saw did. it. Yeah, I was, I was upset about. It. I was like, no love, no love for the song. You've got to pick a pocket or two. You've got to pick a pocket or two. Um, but being. Bean gets his pocket pick, and Palat to Kucherov. By the way, I thought Palat was really dangerous tonight. In oh, fact, great. I thought their line was really dangerous. Um, and I, I thought that Peter could have made a save on that Kucherov goal in the third period, too. Yep, I agree. So, I actually think he could have had three, the other Kucherov three, goal. Three goals for me that Peter should have saved. Yeah, he probably could have had that Kucherov goal, too. And three of them that I, I, I thought were three that I thought were egregious, and three that I thought that, or at least two that he had wide open net. But the Tyler Johnson goal—I mean, again, catch the puck. Uh, yeah, how do you, you, you not close that? Yeah, the uh, I think the the issue there was um, Hamilton tried to block it. Maybe Peters screened, but it definitely did hit Dougie and fluttered. It didn't hit Dougie solidly. But it looked like maybe the he got just yeah. just ticked it grazed enough him. to get it to to knuckle. Yeah, um, grazed him. Yeah, it definitely it definitely grazed him. I would argue this um, because on Twitter I've and even through a text today from a friend of ours, uh, I was accused of having it out for Dougie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I apologize to the Dougie Hamilton fan club. 
And right. I don't even deny that you should have a Dougie Hamilton fan club. When Dougie is right, Dougie is great. But when Dougie is not, Dougie is a detriment. And to me, he was one of the passengers today. You know, yeah. he was he was the culprit. There were three mistakes on the first goal, two more egregious yeah. than, than the others. And he was all three mistakes. He, right. lost, he lost the board battle. He didn't clear the puck. And then right. he he left Braden Point alone at the doorstep. Yeah. What are you doing? So, anyway, I had, I had my problems with Dougie. Yeah. I, th- I thought I uh, didn't think Nature's was very good today. Being in Hockenpah, uh, not good. This was not a great Brady Shea afternoon. Um, but man, maybe we should just talk about the second period or the first 12 no, I mean, and a half minutes of the second period. I mean... I, th- I mean, the game started, despite the weird start, I mean, it kind of, to me, started the way the last game left off, where Tampa was just, you know, throwing the kitchen sink at Carolina. Peter Morozik was making save after save. Peter was good in the first period. Great, yeah. And somehow Carolina got away from the period just down one nothing. which, by the way, first first period goal of the series. <laughs> and then we get to the second period where things got drunk and high. And I don't know, you know, it always feels like when those things start to happen, it just snowballs, you know, for both teams. And that was, that was one of the wildest periods. I mean, I couldn't even catch my, catch my breath. I was trying to take notes on all the goals. Yep. I couldn't even keep up. Um, but you know, Carolina took a two goal lead in the second period, mm-hmm. two goal lead four two, and momentum and gave it up. Yeah. And gave it up. Jake Bean took the penalty. Yeah. Carolina scored both, all four of their goals, uh, in clusters of two, uh, in rapid succession right after Tampa penalties. So theoretically, maybe the bean penalty was strategy. Take the penalty, mm. even if you give up one, you know you're going to score two right away. Mm, I see. Poor yeah. strategy, if that was strategy. Box inside a box. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a, that was a wild period, man. It was uh, three, you know, eight goals, three power play goals for Tampa, which, you know, in the end turned out to be the difference in the game because five-on-five yep. five play was pretty even just from a, like a chance perspective um i don't i didn't even look at what the shots well i did look but i forget what the shots on goal were uh but i think that was fairly close um oh it was an even game i thought it was an even game at five on five yeah did you hear did you hear roddy in the post game too where he's like five on five whoever asked about the five on five and the odd man i did think they gave up way too many odd man rushes tonight in the third period Um, for sure yeah oh yeah definitely the third period they happened in Uh, a row yeah. Tampa had Tampa also had a like Yanni Hockenpah gave the puck right to to Pat Maroon yep. in the first period for a breakaway. They had a, a shorthanded breakaway at one point yep. that they blew. Uh, they had they just had so many of those tonight. But uh, Roddy in the post game, somebody asked about five on five odd man rush stuff, and he just goes, "I mean, I don't know what game you were watching in the <laughs> five on five. Maybe you were watching a different game than me." <laughs> Yeah, five-on-five five was not Carolina's problem, although in the third period, 
Uh, and that, uh, real quick about that. You're down 5-4. I expected more in the third period. And 15 minutes in, Carolina had attempted six shots. And that included yeah. getting a power play two minutes into the period. Yeah, once once the once Tampa got their third period goal, I was basically out on the third period. Right. I was basically writing the aftermath at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was finished. I, I i had the i had the gut. I had the uh, skeleton of my column uh, done, and I just filled it in at that point throughout the third period. All right. Here's my other question: Did it look to you like Warren Fogle was playing one-handed today? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't all that effective, um, and I mean, I, I guess it's probably we. You know, we probably shouldn't have expected him to be all that effective. Right. Although, I guess if you're in the game, then you know we should expect that. Especially if you're Warren Fogle, when you're not necessarily a decoy, right? Like, it's not a situation where it's like, well, we just need you to suit up. So that people have to pay attention to you. Well, they don't really have to pay a ton of attention to you. Right. And so either you're good to go or you're not good to go. And he wasn't really good to go. So I would say that uh, Max McCormick with two arms better than Warren Fogle with one. Yes. So Agreed. I, I don't know what we're going to see on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully they'll see Vincent Trocek on Tuesday. Uh, and that's that, this is the last thing I want to get to. At full strength, I'm not saying that Carolina is better than Tampa. Um, I'm not even saying that they're equal to Tampa at full strength because I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we thought that. Tampa Ooh. is crazy good. But I don't think that there's that big a difference between the two teams when Carolina is at full strength. No Trocek, yeah. no Niederreiter, half a Fogel. They're just not at full strength. And the lack of depth, the lack of options for Rod Brindamore are glaring to me. Glaring. And ultimately, this is where we are, where, um, I mean, they need an inspiring performance in Game 5 with what will likely be a shorthanded roster. Yeah, I think that's one of the big takeaways for me in this series, honestly, is how close to Tampa... Carolina is you know I, I really believe that I mean I, I don't I don't think especially the I mean Carolina was in this game tonight too you know I mean they were in the game for too late uh, they, they led the game yeah so they were right there I mean there's a there's a guy on uh, on Twitter who was asking me you know a few games ago when we can start asking questions about the core of the team and I'm like I mean let's at least wait until after the season, depending on who you're talking about here. And the same guy tweeted me tonight, and he was like, how about now? And I'm like, I mean, you did see them win the game last game, right? And (laughs) they were in this game tonight. So we can't just do this just because they lost the hockey game. Like, I really believe they're pretty close to Tampa. I really do believe that. The games have not gone their way. But that's sports, you know. That's the only that's the only thing I can chalk it up to is they scored more goals. You know, I don't know what else to say about it other than 
Carolina's been right there in all the games so far. They could have won games one and two. And, you know, one or two things goes differently for them than, you know, the series is, is flipped on its head. But the game is often about moments. It's about when you do stuff, not if you do stuff, especially in this game. And, that has, and you know, and now injuries are playing a part too. But ultimately, I really don't think Carolina's far. Like, you know, I actually think Tampa has just been – I don't know if it's a product of what Carolina's doing or not, but, I mean, Tampa's not been as impressive to me really all season long as the picture of them in my head is. I know what you're saying. Um, and I agree. I, I mean, Carolina, this could be a 2-2 series very easily, right? Yeah. And nobody, for the same price, it's a 2-2 series. Again, they led 4-2 today until they started taking, uh, well, they continued taking because it didn't start there. Uh, it started when it was 3-2, or 2-1, rather, when they started taking stupid penalties. Uh, but it was 4-2, and they continued taking stupid penalties. So, you know, Tampa had three power play goals today. Uh, and that is the difference in the game. And frankly, it's a difference in the series to me. Yeah. Right? So you've got that. Um, and I just I do think that the way Tampa's power play works, Carolina probably has to try something different killing that penalty. They have to... You, you almost have to treat Braden Point in the bumper like... He's the most important person on the power play. Because yeah. everything, to me, everything goes through using point as the uh, the ultimate weapon, even though the ultimate weapon is in both circles, in Stamkos and Kucherov. And by the way, that's just awesome. They got two Hall of Famers um, on the uh, on the face-off dots, <laughs> on, the, on the power play, and another Hall of Famer in the point. I almost think that you're better off just letting the shots come from there uh, and completely eliminating point as an option. Um, I don't know, but Tampa's power play looks like you can't stop it, like you have no chance to stop it. I've never seen a power play where you don't, I don't think you have a chance. But there, it's, basically, it's basically 50-50. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what the actual numbers are in the series, but I mean, it was 50-50 tonight. But it, it certainly feels that way. They're, um, sorry, they're six out of 14 in the series. Uh, damn near. Right. They were eight for 20 against Florida. So they're, uh, what's that? 14 out of 34. 14 for 34. It's like 40%. It's, it's basically a 40% power play. Uh, that's insane. Uh, and even on the first, the third kill was Carolina's best kill. But on the second kill, Kucherov whiffed on an easy one. Just flat whiffed. Mm-hmm. Puck bounced bounced right past him. Braden Point yeah. shoveled one wide. I mean, they could have yeah. they could have scored probably on the first two. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely feel I definitely feel like Tampa's have the more the majority of the the better chances. I don't know that Carolina's gotten as many good chances as they've gotten. Like I almost feel like Tampa's blown more chances than they normally do. Whether it's the, you know the third period last game, yeah. early overtime last game into this game. I mean, Peter. I mean that that goes back to Peter Mraz. I mean Peter Mrazek stole the game last game. He did, and 
early in this game, he stole it again. And there, I mean, maybe maybe all, everything I just said a minute ago is completely wrong. Maybe they're just so good that well, uh, no, I th- I think at full strength, I think Carolina is close enough to Tampa where it comes down to who plays better, right? I do. I think I think yeah. there is there is not as much room between those two teams. The biggest the biggest advantage is that Tampa has Vasilevsky and Carolina's mm-hmm. goaltender, whoever it is, uh, is not as good. Okay, that's that's, that's fair. fair. Every other team in the NHL, a- apart from maybe two, will say the exact same thing, right? Yeah, Vasil- I, I guess I should, yeah. I mean, I guess I should say that in the end, I do think Tampa is the better team. Yeah, like especially when, we talk when about Carolina's it, we talk, hurt. We talk, yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about that. But I'm saying we talk about it being like Carolina isn't that far away, but that doesn't mean that Tampa. It doesn't mean they're equals, right? Right. Uh, it still means that Tampa's better. <laughs> um, and by the way, is this the easiest goaltending situation we have faced in the playoffs? <laughs> yes. At this point, yeah. It's not. It's it's well. This one was also easy. You had you had to go to Peter. Yeah. Yes. And he played a great first period. He justified he justified the decision with the first period he played. I think the second goal, the Stamkos power play goal, I think that one broke him. I do because Peter knows that he should have swallowed that puck whole. Yeah, he knows it. And I think that got it. I think that got to him because from that point on, um, the 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 Kucherov goal. Yeah, I'm, I realized Stamkos shot it wide and it came out to Kucherov, but Kucherov wasn't. It, it wasn't a you know a, he wasn't right, right. twelve feet from the net. He was you know just inside the top of yeah. the circle. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was from some distance. So I mean, I think Peter's got to have that one. It's a playoff game, man. You got to get that one. Uh, yeah, I'd almost be willing to give him a break on the Johnson goal because I do think that it went through Dougie. I mean, I, I don't know if I got to this point before. Uh, but Dougie, if you're gonna go down and block the shot, block the shot. Right. It can't go through you. Right. So come on, Dorn. Don't give me this Ole bull. <laughs> Get in front of the damn ball. Uh thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I see you tank another ground ball. You owe me fifty push up. Lou Brown. Always is always room for Lou Brown. <laughs> anyway, um, so like I'll give I'll give Peter that one, uh, and because people think I hate Dougie Hamilton, I'll hang that one on Dougie for uh, for for not doing a good enough job blocking the shot. Yes, it's really. Hey, appre- appreciate all the people who protect Dougie because they what is he, did he give them a pat on the back for their defense of him? I hope so. I does hope he, like I, yeah. What does he do for them for that? What do they get out of that? So real, real quick about this, uh, about Hamilton, you know, Hamilton made a mistake in the, I don't know, uh, last game, the game before, I don't even remember. Uh, so somebody on Twitter, actually it's part of section 328. I won't, I won't call him out in personally, but it's one of the section 328 crew, uh, tweets to me, show me a spot on the doll where Dougie hurt you, Adam. And I'm like, I'm like, what's your problem? What's what's the issue? He made a mistake. I pointed it out. Is that okay? 
Am I not allowed to point out that, that Dougie made a mistake? Like, yeah. I, I don't. What is it? Yeah, man. First of all, the issue is, and you have, we have talked about this before, and I think you, you were the first one to pose the question, I think, to Rod. Does Dougie need his offensive game to be going well for his defensive game to be going well? And I think it's clear that that's the case. Yeah. If he's not, if his offense is not there, he's a defensive liability. Yeah. And he is wholly dependent on Jacob Slavin to erase his mistakes. And so Dougie, who has not been that good offensively in the playoffs at all, has been a defensive liability. Sorry we have to point this out. But people love yeah. Dougie Hamilton. I think they love the idea of Dougie Hamilton more than they love Dougie Hamilton. Right. Like, because we remember at the, the first 40 games of last year when Hamilton was playing both ends at a great level, at a Norris Trophy level, it was like, okay, that's the Dougie Hamilton that everybody wants. I had no problem with that Dougie Hamilton. Give me that Dougie Hamilton every day. But we don't have that Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this with players all the time in terms of what is a catalyst to get them engaged in their own game. And it's different for different players, you know. But I, I believe that it's true for certain guys. I mean, I remember talking to Dougie Hamilton one time and asking him about who his idols were growing up. Like, who were the guys that he watched? Right. And his answer was Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> I mean, Ovechkin is the guy that he loved, idolized, tried to emulate type thing. So Dougie's an, an offensive guy first. And that's how he judges the success of his game, I believe. My opinion. And if you are successful in that, then it is much easier to do the other things. Um, it is much easier to engage yourself in the other things that you don't deem as, you know, important to your overall, you know, performance. So that's, that's what I believe. Dougie can be a super dynamic player when he's on. He is so smooth looking when he is not creating offense or he's not producing offense then it is glaring when uh, the defense, you know, doesn't come up. We can put up with it if he is being offensive. Right. But once he's not, then it just exposes the defense. And that's, that's often what happens with Dougie. So, I look, I like Dougie. I think, he's a, I think he's a good dude. I think he's gotten a bad rap in terms of, like, the type of person he is. He's a different kind of guy. Um but he's a nice guy. Yes, very and much. And I think he's a, I think he's a good player. Um, it's just that sometimes his defensive game doesn't show up, and this year it's been, you know, somewhat of a struggle offensively. Yeah. And pro you know, I think it's pretty easy to link the two things. So, you know, it is what it is. At, at Alec Campbell on well. Twitter, get all your yeah. send all your Twitter venom about Dougie Hamilton to Alec Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. All right. Like I don't. Like I, I don't understand. Like, I, it's not just like Canes fans, but just sports fans in general who just get like real defensive of certain people, as if like those people 
give them, you know, stick taps for it. Like, thanks for defending me. Well, that, that doesn't happen. Right. So I don't, I don't really understand that kind of stuff, but whatever. All right, we got game five, 6.30, Tuesday evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better than 8 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Great start time. Um, home game. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Be a good one. All right, sir. Uh, thank yeah. you very much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, tell uh, anyone that's listening to this podcast, uh, just make sure you get the word out that uh, if anyone has any uh, questions about what happened in the game or they care about what either myself or Adam um, says about the Hurricanes, tell them, send them the link. Send them the podcast. Send them the link to the podcast. Because uh, tomorrow I'm off. I'm not going to work tomorrow at all. I might do some stuff around the house. I got a, I got a, um, I got a little uh, patio umbrella stand. I've got to install, and I use the word install very loosely because I think it's already put together. <laughs> I've got some patio chairs here. I've got some boxes to break down. You know, I am not going to be answering Hurricanes questions. I don't blame you one single so, bit. You shouldn't. So, uh, so, so listen to the podcast, Adam and I will be back noon Monday. Sure. We'll talk about stuff then. Yep. Uh, we'll have storm watch on Tuesday. There are plenty of platforms where you can find us. If you want our thoughts, uh, ain't nothing free anymore. Listen to the podcast, download it, subscribe it, give it five stars, tell your friends and family. That's my, uh, that's my PSA. It's beautiful. You saved me the trouble of doing it. You're welcome. Thank you very much, sir. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Later. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. We are uh, we are out of here. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. They are the best. Go check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. Roofing, siding, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they got it. Do you know the difference between a bay window and a bow window? I don't. They do. AluminumCompany.com. Canes fall 6-4, trail in the series, three games to one. Game 5, 6.30, Tuesday evening, PNC Arena in Raleigh. See you there. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.